Welcome back to The Unpolished with your hosts, Angela and Kendall. Let's get into it, shall we? Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are back (laughs) with a bunch of BS as usual. You can count on us for that. That's all that you can count on us for at this moment. (laughs) You're like, see you next week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a bunch of nonsense, you know, mulling around the old noggin. Uh, Kendall and I have no shortage of that. So we're just- Why don't you start us off? Yeah, we're just going to get right into it. So first, do we want to hit a little update because our girl has watched Saltburn. Okay, yes. Um, so if we remember last week, you know, Angela's telling me about this thing that has taken over the internet, yet I had never heard of it, um, per usual. So you're, you came here for the pop culture with Angela, uh, and I'm learning beside you. And I watched it without any context Mm -hmm. of what this was. So Clint and I last weekend are like, all right, let's have like a date night on Saturday after the kids are down. Like, we'll just like make a margarita, watch this movie. And for anyone who knows me personally and who my husband is, this, (laughs) this movie could shock anyone, I think. Um, But especially Clint. So we start watching. I constantly have to pause to like get the ick out of my body. Like I would just be like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And would have to stop and like dance it out because I'm just like, how is this real? So Clint is just dumbfounded by this whole thing. He was like, this is wild. This is even one allowed to be played. Like that this is on TV. I gave you no warning. Um, you gave me no warning, and that is not who I would have watched that movie with. And <laughs> my bad on trapping you. I didn't. I didn't know Clint was actually watching with you. Um, I watched. No, so I pause halfway through when I get through a scene where I'm like, it can't get worse. Oh, like it can't get worse. I text Angela, and I'm like, I am ill. I I don't know. And so when I pause it to text her this, I see that there's the whole other half of the movie like what happens after this oh so and and i'm trying not to give any spoilers for for those who have not watched for the listeners just i won't give spoilers the first half does not prepare you for the second half of the movie so when she's paused she thinks she's at the climax because there is a reveal halfway through um but and she was already cringing and sweating it out so I was, she's texting me and she's like, Angela, I have the cringe. And I was just like, buckle up my sis, because now you're about to get into back to back shock factor. Yeah. So I'm relaying these texts back to Clint and being like, I just texted Angela who told me to watch this mother effing movie. And she said it oh, only no. gets worse. Clint already thinks and I'm the bad no, influence. No, 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 no. He, I told him, I was like, I have no idea what this movie is about. And, and it was a good movie. Like, I am not here to say it was a bad movie. It was right. just so, it was almost so well done in its way of bamboozling you that it, right. like, you feel it on a cellular level of, uh, like I also got tricked. Wow. And so anyway, so I text her showing him the text of like, she says it only gets worse. And he was like, okay, buckle up. So we actually both enjoyed watching it, but I mean, you would have thought we were a bunch of homeschool kids who were like introduced to the world for the first time. Cause we we're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. 
yeah so it was if you haven't watched it yeah it's a wild ride you guys but there's a be mentally ready for what you're gonna witness it because it is permanently seared in my brain i think about it at least once a day yeah i told you though the way i described it was like british gossip girl horror yes yes that's all i can say but it is it's shocking i've never seen a movie like it the soundtrack slays it hits like it bops so the last track is going around the internet because people love that song. It's called Murder on the Dance Floor. And the, it's really groovy. I love the song. I've been playing it since. So I have some <laughs> things, I have some things to bring to the to bring to the to the peeps. So my first person on the docket is this woman that goes by Alex. She is a Canadian mother of three. She's most famous on TikTok. I'm sure she has an Instagram presence. But her little tag, and I'll put it in the show notes, is Mac Lorena. She's most known for cooking videos that are, now, go with me. Because I'm not big into the cooking stuff. I like cooking with my son. But it's not, I why I like her account and why I think it's a great account for people that are just getting started with cooking, want to be more comfortable in the kitchen, or cooking specifically with your kids, this is a great account to follow. She is most famous for these taglines that she says, where she says, we use what we have, it'll be fine. So she, the suggestion or the, she is like the substitution queen. If you don't, and I've learned so much from her. If you don't have butter, you can use olive oil. If you don't have this, you can use applesauce. If you don't have this, like she substitutes and just uses what she has. So she'll take a recipe. She's like, I don't have any of this. So she'll just make it with what she has and it's so approachable it's so loose and fast she's always like spilling on the counter she's not messy intentionally she's just like very busy and you and she's yeah, it's just real just real engineer by trade so there's this there's stuff where it's like you can see that come through as far as her organization process um but she gives me great feelings she's very loved and beloved and just yesterday okay, so what's her what's her tag again Mac dot Lorena, which I have no idea what that means because has nothing to do with her name. Um, but she sells merch that says it'll be fine. Um, we use what we have. Uh, she also doesn't show her kids online, which I do respect. She blurs their faces, but she calls them tiny hecklers because they'll like be like talking to her in the background. The editing <laughs> is really smart <laughs> because um, she, you can tell the kids are just chaotic in the background but it's not it's not to the point where when you're watching the video you're like I can't even focus like how is she focusing like there's just enough to be like yeah she's a mom of three the kids are running around but not too much where you're like I can't even hear her you know what I mean so she does a great job on the editing side but yeah she calls them the tiny hecklers she's got a two four and six year old and one of them the baby like mocks her all the time so she'll be like you we use what we have and the baby will be like you use what you have so cute literally heckling anyway she's just really helped me um for example I used to just be so intimidated to to cook if I didn't have a recipe um a certain ingredient I would have my husband go to the store to get it and now I'm just like ah, this will be fine or oh I can leave this out or I'll just use this instead and I've got I love that because I there's all kinds of things that I want to make and I'm like okay I'm not going to make a specialized HEB run for this because this no longer makes sense for time Yes. Oh, she's very much a budget friendly account too. FYI team. She, she will do um, weekly. She does like meals under $10. She's very, very frugal. So, and resourceful. I like the way she uses leftovers. It's, it's not that much time. Everything is pretty quick to make. 
And I'm not writing down any recipes because she's just more so teaching me a methodology. Just something to know. Yeah. So check her out if that sounds up your up your alley. I did put it into practice yesterday. I made banana muffins. I just had two that were rotten. Didn't have butter. Just put olive oil instead. It turned out fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, I didn't have regular sugar. I only had coconut sugar. Put that in. So it's just like, I don't stress about it. It's close enough. And it turns out fine every time. She's right. It'll be fine. So love that. Look at you, little Betty Crocker, just like whipping up banana muffins in the middle of the day yesterday. Yeah. Well, she took away the, she took away the part that's the hardship, which is like, Mm -hmm. what do I have? I was just tinkering around. I put a little vanilla in there. You know, it's, she used to be vegan. So that's another thing for my vegan friends. Um, if you're listening, she will always tell you out loud, like what a good substitution could be. So like for egg, you can make flax egg, like from flaxseed, um, Instead of egg, you can do bananas or applesauce, whatever. So it's very vegan friendly as well. So she just hits on so many, so many levels. Okay, love that. We'll drop her, uh, her tag in the show notes. Yeah. So she's on my list. What else you got over there? Okay, so this is very, a small hack, but I keep thinking about it. And so I was watching someone who does different styling videos of use what you have, but change it up. And she showed this little button you can get it on amazon okay and it's a button pen you can literally type this in like jean button pen and it's looks like a regular button and you put it in it has a little back and it's so that you can make any pair of your pants high-waisted and it fit any part so you can wear them lower but you can add this extra button so that like where you button goes in tighter, but you can't see the other button because the jean is over it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so you can do it. So, and I thought this was so cool because I like to wear pants pretty high waisted, even if they're not meant to sit there. Like, so the waist will be too big. So I'll wear a belt. But I'm like, how great to just have a button where you're like, don't have to wear a belt and have all the extra, you know, material. But she shows like doing this with trousers and doing this with jeans and like just different things where you need a button for it to cinch in or um, for our hourglass girlies where you can't get a pair of pants without tailoring where it like fits your hips and your butt, but it doesn't fit your waist. Um, so that's a good option anyway, but yeah, you type it in, it's just a few bucks on Amazon and you can decide how loose or how tight you want your pants and it looks normal. I love it. I love to hear it. Um, anything that's like so simple, so simple. Um, did you know that Gen Z has rebranded slay the word slay? (laughs) It's about time. (laughs) So here's, here's the deal. I thought slay was like cringe millennial like it's a sleigh like I thought we were over it no they are coming in full force they love it they have rebranded it they've taken it as their own they're they love well that's why they love it they're like let me take this grandma phrase and make it ours yes outfit slaying she's a sleigh it was a sleigh not sleigh like they say it all the time now I sound so old even trying to explain what Gen Z's up to sleigh is back so okay here's my question was it always theirs and then we took it? Because this is what makes me, I think about this often. My brother sent me this TikTok where it's these two sisters and they have a significant age gap. And one is a millennial and one is Gen Z. And so 
they were talking about the differences of like language and you know, whatever. And it was, yeah. So he sends this to me and he goes, you're like fully Gen Z. Like everything you say and do is not millennial is Gen Z. And I was like, wait, I'm not trying to be, but Mm -hmm. you also don't want to be like, oh, that mom who like thinks she's younger than she is. But I was like, maybe some of the things I say, they're not millennial, they're Gen Z. And so then when I hear Gen Z say it, I'm like, yeah, you took it from us. I'm like, maybe I just took it from you. I know. And you're fully riding with it because it isn't mine in the first place. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Like, I don't know. I think Slay came from drag queen culture for sure. And just like, oh, yeah, I think that trickled down. Um, But then I don't know. I don't know if it's just that I use TikTok vernacular and trends for that I see on TikTok and TikTok. Right, which is Gen Z adjacent in in its, you know. Right. So I think it's all just a communal language that we speak um, (laughs) over there. Um, What's the opposite of ageist? I'm like, I'm not being ageist. I'm like admiring it. I guess just a just appreciation. <laughs> just an old mom. Just stealing things from others. Just stealing. <laughs> You're like, what's the opposite of HSM? Um, just fully adopting someone else's and calling it your own. Okay. Um, okay. I know we are deep in talking about the internet, but something that I've been really liking on the internet that then tells me not to be on the internet is I, so I follow and Angela has actually gotten a piece of her art too, but there's this artist named uh, Anna Fusco. She does some really cool like mixed media and drawings and different things like that on Instagram. She's Lord Cowboy. Okay. Which we love. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a newsletter called unsupervised and it's this newsletter where she just writes anything and everything about her life, but it's very poetic, very beautiful. But she got me on this chain. I subscribed to her newsletter, which came with a free print when you subscribed. So loved that. Um, She will regularly reference other people on Substack. So this is the host of Substack. Um, She'll reference different people that she's like, okay, if you like mine, you're going to like these other people that I read. And I've gotten really into Substack of it's almost to me like giving I'm reading a book versus being on the internet because it's just these very, you know, Zanga style. I'm laying it all out and it's so refreshing. So she put me on to this woman who writes a Substack called Monday Monday. And her name is, let me see, Marley Grace. And she wrote this article called I Quit Instagram. And uh, immediately when I saw it, I was like, I almost didn't read it because I'm like, okay, you know. And then when I read it, it brought up so much in me that I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I want to read it, if you will give me the floor for just a few minutes. This isn't super long, but I would love to talk about it. Yes. So it's called I Quit Instagram. So the quote she has to um, tee up this article is from Carrie Bradshaw, our girl, but from Sex and the City. But it says, they say the unexamined life is not worth living. But what if the examining becomes your life? Is that living or is that just procrastinating? Yesterday morning, I woke up and I knew that I needed to log out of Instagram. 
not just for a break, not just for a little bit, not until my next book is announced, but forever. I logged off of Instagram forever. If you're here and reading this, it means you know how to find me. If you're not reading this, you may never be able to find me. If you know anything about retiring from something, you know that you are allowed to come out of retirement. It is my intention not to do this. Alas, I will let the experiment unfold as it does. But as of today, I am no longer planning to use it as a tool, a place of practice, connection, or marketing. I do not have a private account, a Finsta, or access on my browser. No one else will check my DMs, post on my, my behalf, or be able to approve newly tagged photos. I left my account up with the link to here, a note that I had logged out, and had my bio list two books that I've written and this newsletter. I took a sigh of relief and shared Pamela Anderson's words from when she quit social media, told the people in my stories to subscribe to my newsletter, and logged off. Pamela Anderson's quote is, let's hope you find the strength and inspiration to follow your purpose and try not to be seduced by wasted time. Perhaps this constant public processing of my relationship to social media is boring to you. I imagine this either means that I am a mirror to your own unhappiness or you have no addictive relationship to the app. And other, in either case, I know I value seeing others publicly grapple with the benefits of reaching the people and what it takes from us as well our sanity, our self-worth, our pleasure, our sense of self, our sovereignty. In 2018, I wrote a long-form essay and published it in a physical sign that was titled, How a Photo and Video Sharing Social Networking Service Gave Me My Best Friends, True Love, A Beautiful Career, and Made Me Want to Die. This sentiment has remained true of the five years of following self-publishing this work. Nothing has changed, and if anything, my addiction to the dopamine refresh has continued to get worse. No matter how many times I take breaks, ask my virtual assistant to post for me, or make rules for myself, it has been exactly like my drinking was. I tried every single thing, every trick in the book, every app and life hack to make it make sense. Got the box that you have to wait till the timer goes off to lock it. Wrote a whole book, thinking maybe I would learn to stay off of it. I also found myself loving the way I could express myself there, finding connection to other artists while isolated in a rural place and discovering new art. In many ways, I am leaving behind a huge part of my practice, transforming my work into a digital medium to share to tens of thousands of people, referencing her um, newsletter. To be witnessed, validated, and celebrated, some of which was fulfilling, and some of it left me insatiably unsatisfied. Nothing seemed to outweigh the darkness. I just could not put my phone down. No matter what I did, as soon as I would pass over the keys to the social media kingdom, I, I would take them back, convinced only I could do what I needed to do there. In 2010 to early 2011, when I knew I was an alcoholic but not sure how to manage my drinking, I would try to drink only on the weekends, only homemade beer, only gin, only, only, only. I would always get drunk, blackout, and wake up somewhere I didn't recognize. The reality was there was no managing my drinking. And while the outcome of overusing an app on a phone may not look as physically dangerous, what it has done to my attention, self-esteem, and zest for life is just as dark as what the alcohol did to me. Anna Fusco, who is the Lord Cowboy, they're friends. Anna Fusco and I text each other every day. We text each other a gratitude list, and you can listen to us talk about it on the podcast Common Shapes. The list provided me with continued clarity that Instagram was hurting me, my, my motivation for art making, and my ability to learn and retain knowledge. 
I could see the benefits to my career, but could I really? Could I really say that getting more people to sign up for something was happening because of the app, especially if I was feeling caught in the throes of addiction while teaching and sharing? Artists make technology and digital spaces places to be, and then those places turn against us, or they weren't designed for us in the first place. They are designed to keep us there as long as possible, which keeps us from making real art. That is the whole point. To be an artist, a writer, an herbalist, a creative person, we are risking so much at the hands of the apps that keep us sucked in. And she continues, I won't read the rest, but she continues talking about how, because she's in a rural place and she, you know, farms and makes art and things in that she moved out there to be able to connect to people and to the earth in a way that she could create these things that were burning inside of her and that it was all for naught while she was on Instagram. Like it was like, I'm still just sucked into this digital space when I actually physically sequestered myself. Mm -hmm. And she, when she logged off of Instagram, one of the first conversations she had was with this man who was talking about like literally manure and about how it helps with the land and whatever. And she was thinking through her gardening stuff. And she was like, it's so sad to me that me sitting and talking to someone about poop is so much more enlightening than anything that I ever found on the internet. Mm -hmm. And that her, yeah, just having this, this app. And I don't think that like I'm at a place where it's like, oh, this is how dark that is for me. But it really did make me stop and pause of like, how much does this space actually help me creatively or connect to people? Or is that just sucking me in and giving me this like false feeling of that? And how do you kind of balance where that is like being in the digital and, and wanting to be plugged in and, and hear other people's opinions and see their things, but then also have this thing that's supposed to be birthed in you in this way to connect with other people. And anyway, it just really, when I read it, I couldn't stop thinking about it and just my own relationship to her words. And so I just wanted to read it and see if it sparks anything for anyone. Yeah, I'm mind blown by that. She has such a way with words. She's very articulate with the things that is spinning around, I think, collectively. I am no strength. We're obviously no stranger to using social media as a tool for business or for creative or for connection. But I always think about, we, we mentioned this in the crows, remember your resolutions episode, but we were talking about when in times you felt most aligned and alive. And I've been thinking about that since, and I never have my phone in the moments I can think about hmm. past 30 plus years, the moments in my life where I was the most electrified and most full don't, don't have my phone in the, in the, in that moment. Yeah. I also started to realize that specifically after I had Shep, I was so on fire creatively. I felt so in my body felt in the moment that I was in, um, motherhood, early motherhood kind of forces your hand, but also during that time I had really strong phone limits. And so I've just thinking like, I wasn't on my phone. I couldn't. You were in the moment. I was in the moment. I was creating. I still was creating little vlogs and stuff, but I was simply like going online, creating something, putting it out, logging off. So I was using it in a way that still does make me feel fulfilled in which for me, so like social media relationships get really dark when I'm just doom scrolling. I'm not contributing and not everyone has goals or desires to be a contributor. I'm never saying that. 
for me personally, I feel best when I am showing up, however that looks. And so when I am just mindlessly going and doom scrolling over and over, it just sedates me in a way that I love her parallels to alcohol because it does, it feels similar, like a hangover mm-hmm. or just like, yeah, a- well, she was just like how, you know, cause she's been sober now, but she's like, did I just trade one darkness for another? Like I'm deeply addicted to this thing. So yeah, that doesn't maybe look as dangerous on the surface, but it is for my zest for life and my self-esteem. And I think that those are incredibly important things for us to protect. And yeah, I just, I was thinking about it in terms of, for me, I feel like such a maker, like whether it's like the candles or like, I want to start making rugs or whatever, and how I feel so crunched for time all the time, but yet I'm, you know, doom scrolling for an hour and being like, oh, how much better I would feel using that time to make, or maybe not even do something productive, just rest. And so I just was thinking about what, what amount of usage, and I'm not here to villainize social media. I love like connecting people. I love putting creative things out. So I'm in no way, you know, saying social media is the devil and we should all, you know, get off of it. But it just made me really think about my relationship with that and, and to what extent it is helpful and to what extent I had to get honest with myself of what is it not, and then adjusting accordingly. And I think that's very different for every single person. Like I know so many people are like, I don't have a problem with this at all. And I don't know what you're talking about. And then some people who are like, you know, this is, this is, this is, I'm up late at night and like doubting my whole life, you know? Right, 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 right. The helplessness is uh, directly, uh, directly impacted by my social media use. Absolutely. Um, It's like my feeling of hopelessness and honestly, not great for the mental health. Uh, my friend, yeah. I'll, I'll go to the next, I'll, I'll keep it moving. Yes. Yes. Friend, but I just wanted to quickly say my friend Madeline, um, has a homestead. She's been on our pod before there's an episode with her featuring her. Um, she is so wise and intuitive and electric and she will simply just log off for months without warning and come back when she feels like it. She's got, she's one of the best examples that I have in my personal life of someone that is a creator online and is known for, and that is a part of her business and has no problem like making herself dormant. Reading this book called um, Wintering. And it's talking about like just going through seasons of life and allowing yourself to have a winter where you like slow down and whatever. But this woman who, you know, was the writer for it was talking about how she went to this like uh, natural spring that's known for just resting and, um, healing and whatever and that people were carrying their phones around in baggies and her being like this is crazy like people can't even like this is supposed to be a (laughs) technology free space to just sit in these hot springs and heal and people can't even not take their phones like they're literally yeah carrying them around in ziploc baggies to keep them from getting wet and so anyway bleak times um on that same topic the other day I was uh, I'm starting to slowly get back into movement and working out and I did a workout and I forgot my Fitbit I am loyal to the Fitbit okay I don't want to hear it about the Apple watch so for anyone listening (laughs) trying to get me to convert I won't and I mean that with my full chest also dying yesterday when you were like hey if you don't agree with me don't send me a dm okay (laughs) 
Well, I said, you can vote in the poll. Oh, yeah. So I was talking to the people about would they eat vegan dough that had expired last month. Also, spoiler alert. Actually, it's a play on words too. Spoiler alert. But I did not eat it. Um, the okay. only I voted yes. Me, yes. The only thing that convinced me was that my friend said that the dough likely wouldn't rise. So I was not. Oh, okay. Okay. You're like, I'm not putting my time into this for yes, not having correct. the pizza dough. Correct. Rise. Okay. I'm not okay. doing two dinners. I was not deterred by the fact that it could have been expired because expiration dates are a scam. I don't need to get into that. But my love for the Fitbit remains. So don't get that twisted. However, yesterday I did a workout and I didn't have my Fitbit on. And I was like, oh man, like it feels like it didn't count. And when I got in the car, <laughs> what am I doing, dude? I'm like, I just moved my body for an hour and I don't even share those stats with anyone but me. But like me analoging and having to have this tracked somewhere in an app made it feel I'm like getting heated. I'm literally <laughs> sweat because I'm just like, that made me have a meltdown. I'm like, are you, Ange, you have to check your relationship with these constant needs to like analog something, log something in this, track a baby's diaper thing. Like all of this, track your finances, track your shopping habits, tracking, tracking, tracking. I love to like stay on top of things and to be aware of what you are going, what's going on in your life. But there comes a point where, I mean, that was to me like a wake up time where I'm like, if I act like my workout does not count because I don't get to like check off the little box on my little freaking app that I <laughs> and, and get the little calories burned, psychotic. After I um, had, you know, a meltdown about not having my Fitbit and what that meant to me, I realized I was looking down at my foot while I was stretching and Kendall was saying, you can tell a lot about somebody by the way that they, you know, what, what you choose to wear says a lot about you. So when I was looking down at my foot, I was really like, wow, I can really tell a lot about who I am and what I value from my foot alone. And I'm going to walk you guys through what I was seeing <laughs> while I was stretching. So on the foot was a white Adidas that was dirty. Okay. The tread is gone. Okay. So she's well-loved. It's my cloud foam. And it's because I have flat feet and the cloud foams are the ones that work for me. I've tried a Hoka and I didn't get the Hoka 111 or whatever it's called. I got a different one because I did, I was, oh, for those that are listening, Hoka is a brand of sneakers. And I've been on the, I've been on the hunt because I have flat feet to find something supportive that I can do running in and whatever <laughs> running. I'm cutting that. I literally, I, I, I was like, don't say what? anything. Don't yeah. say anything. Get real. You have to keep it in. Yeah, real. I'm so adverse to running. Like, and you know, for me to run my marathons in, but anyway, so <laughs> I was just getting I needed some new shoes. So everyone was saying hocus, hocus, hocus. Um, so I I took I was so nerdy. I went onto their website and I took a little quiz. This was when I was like two weeks postpartum. So I was full manic and I was like, now's the time so I can have these hot girl walks, right? Okay. They aren't really working for me. I'm open to so getting it was hocus yeah. pocus. Hocus? Have you heard of hocus? No, I was joking like that it didn't work for you. So it was hocus pocus. Oh, <laughs> you were like confirming a style. Like, was it the pocus? <laughs> no, I was like, and so it's hocus pocus. <laughs> you're right. When you're right, you're right. It was. Oh God, that was a flop. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. It sucks when you have to explain your joke. Um, That was my bad. I couldn't hear. Um, Okay. So, <laughs> so whatever. Listen, my first thing with the hocus was a scratch. Let's go back to my feet with the Adidas cloud foam. So I haven't been wearing my hocus, but I do wear my Adidas cloud foams and they are white, but they are very dirty. 
Okay, then we move up and I have a Bombas sock on. Now, Bombas socks are beloved. They're very expensive. They're bougie. They're like a Shark Tank thing. I got it as a gift. That's important to note. But I have a very nice sock that has not so shockingly had a hole or any dirt because I just am, I'm not <laughs> I'm not able to like be responsible in socks. Then we move up a little bit more and I have my anklet on. Now, you guys, this is my first ankle bracelet that I have owned since I was probably nine years old. And my grandpa got me one for Christmas. It's just a cute little gold anklet. And when it's cute, it brings me the most joy. I love my little ankle bracelet. It is so cute, so funky fresh, reminds me of vacation, reminds me of my childhood. I'm loving my anklet life. Then you scroll up a little bit more on my on my foot while I'm stretching here, an unshaved leg showing that we are in the winter time and that sometimes I'm just not. She can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. So it's like just here, a snapshot of my foot. We have the dirty Adidas cloud phones. Those show me that those are beloved. A brand new sock. Did she get those for Christmas? Did she buy those for herself? Why is she in a like a perfect brand new never touched sock? But the shoe needs a no tread. Sock. Yeah, the shoe needs to be trashed at this point. And then the anklet. So it's like she does. She does give a little a little glam. And then the hairy leg. I mean, tell I think that this is a perfect representation of who you are. It's like a little bit of everything. Like, so, you know, there you go. Um, my anklet was like, according to the box, like 10 bucks on Amazon. So it's just really vibing. I love looking down at my little ankle and seeing my bracelet or my anklet. Um, also, I guess I found this discovery. Maybe I don't have flat feet because all the, all the shoes that are supposed to be for flat feeted women, maybe I have more work for you. I think. I don't know. My feet are all weird after pregnancy, especially Shep. He did something. Something was in the ether because my feet are different. <laughs> it's not even like yeah, they, well, that's like very common. They didn't grow. It's not that I don't fit the same size. It's like the arch is different. I don't know. I have to. I need to dig deeper. But for now, <laughs> look up the spiritual foam. meaning of <laughs> flat feet. For now, me and my cloud foams till the end. Um, all right. Well, that's all I have today. Next week, I will be getting into just to give you guys a teaser. I'm going to get into inappropriate parasocial relationships online. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So it's kind of another online little segment. Um, and I'm going to do like, How are you going to tease us? We have to wait seven days. Yeah. Well, I got to, I, I have references. I got receipts. So. Yeah, to just to be clear, we actually have so much more we were going to talk about on this week, and we got so chatty. We're like, we have to wrap this up. Yes. So yes. we've got more like waiting in the wings. And sorry oh. for those of you who uh, got the buzzkill of the middle of our podcast, but we love you. We're here <laughs> for deep thoughts. We're here for hairy legs and ankle bracelets. Yeah. We're here for weird movies. Like, thank you for joining us in the ride. We also, um, Next week, have a voice memo that was sent to us from a listener of something that she would like us to cover. If you want to voice memo us with an idea and why you want us to talk about it, send it to us in our DMs on the dot unpolished. And we're going to start adding in, you know, sporadically little voice memos from you guys. We're not going to say who it's from. I mean, listen, if your friends, listen to this podcast and know your voice like that's not my problem but if uh you want your voice memo to be featured about something you want us to talk about hit yeah. us up yeah absolutely it can be anonymous or full name whatever you want but that's that's always an option 
on our Instagram. We're, we just have a little radio show essentially now, you know, it's just always morphing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So find us on the dot unpolished. We love you. See you next week. That's a wrap from your girls, Kendall and Ange. Thank you for listening. Send this to somebody that you think will like it. XOXO, the unpolished girlies. Bye-bye.